let's welcome Janet. <laughs> The two seats are for um, Moses and Elijah, by the way. Um, um, just to say, so Janet is a friend of um, Steve's and regions beyond our wider family of churches. Um, and the church that Janet and Bill, her husband, are part of, has just recently actually joined in with regions beyond, um, Keystone Church in Johannesburg. Um, and um, I imagine, does anybody here actually know Janet, other than Thursday night or yesterday evening? Okay, so... Um, so when, when Steve was last with us in June, he said to us, um, look, Janet's here for, um, in the UK. He said, can I encourage you guys to uh, grab hold of her for a weekend and welcome her to Swindon? And so we have. Janet, thank you for being here. Um, Steve said that Janet has um, really shaped our family of churches uh, prophetically and, and has really strengthened us in, in what God's called us to be and helped bring that prophetic um, shape to us. And, and then Steve also said for he and Heather personally, Janet has um, really spoken into their lives of God's plans and purposes. And, and so Steve kind of really commends Janet to us. So I'm just aware that actually before this, this few days, I don't, I've seen Janet across the room, but have, don't have a relationship. But Steve's saying, no, I commend her to you. Um, so as we're here, let's just really have hearts open to receive um, just say, if Janet prophesies, I'm sure she will. I mean, no pressure, but don't have to. Um, but if Janet prophesies, just if it doesn't sit well, it's so simple. Just let it go. You can just say, God, if it, if it resonates down the road, I'll pick it back up. But I'm not going to... Um, the, the prophetic is to build and encourage and strengthen us. And so um, if, some, if Janet does prophesy and you just feel a sense of, oh, I'm not... That doesn't really resonate. It's fine to say that. Okay, it really is fine to say that. It won't offend Janet. Um, and... And if, you, if there's something that you kind of go like, boy, that's big, I don't know what to do with, we'd love to talk and help you process that together. Um, so we're recording it, we record everything, um, not to hold Janet to her word, but just to say, so you've got it, so you've got it um, that you can listen to it down the road. And actually, we want to be people who hold on to the prophetic. Um, it's not just about this morning, it's about what God will do from here. So let's welcome Janet. Janet, thank you for being here. really believe that the um, churches that are making the most impact in these last days are really apostolic and prophetic churches um, that have a foundation of apostolic and prophetic. And the one wonderful thing about prophetic ministry is everyone can flow in it. Um, everyone can hear the voice of God, and that's really the basics of prophetic ministries, to hear God speaking for yourself and to hear him speaking for others. Now, I'm quite aware here that there's many different levels here this morning, so I'm going to try and um, bring all the levels together. But um, more than ever, excuse me, more than ever do we need prophetic ministry in this day. Um, More than ever do we need hope, we need encouragement, we need to be built up, we need a sense of direction. And why do um, people go to fortune tellers? Why do people get involved with um, esoteric and and that kind of thing? It's all because um, the Bible says within us there's that need to know eternity. There's that need to know the future. There's that need to know the supernatural. And the thing is that we are supernatural beings. You know, Paul says in Thessalonians, he says, I pray that your whole body, soul, and spirit be preserved blameless. 
So we are created first as spirit man. And <clears throat> many of us, and that's through no fault of our own, that's just through how society has formed us. We live out of our natural mind. We live out of that which we see in the natural instead of really perceiving and living out of that which is in the spirit. And so God wants us to be led by spirit first and then um, the workings of that in the natural um, are, are made manifest. So um, uh, as I say, uh, prophetic is really about encouraging, edifying, and, and the prophetic um, is all about bringing the voice of God to um, our lives in a way that it can take us from one dimension to another and take us out of a place of defeat into a place of encouragement, take us out of a place of confusion into a place of really being um, directed and have vision and, vision and hope. And so um, one of the main things with um, prophetic ministry is that um, you find those that have a stronger um, um, anointing in hearing God for the present, but then though they're those that have a stronger anointing for hearing God for the future. So uh, the basis of flowing in the prophetic is to really have a combination of the two. And that's what I want you to just look at. We're probably going to do two lessons and then um, do a, a practical in between. So, um, and this is a very safe um, place to be able to do a practical because um, I stand in the office of the prophet and so therefore this um, grace and this um, um, anointing will cover you. All right, so let's have a look at sources of revelation. So um, to flow in prophetic ministry, to hear God, it's all about revelation, okay? He's revealing himself to you. He's opening his heart to you. He's opening his plan for your life. He's opening um, his plan for this uh, gateway ministry for Swindon. He's opening his plan um, for the core of the United Kingdom, um, each um country has a call on it, each country has a destiny, um, Swindon has a destiny as a town, Gateway has a destiny as a, um, as a church, and so it's all about revelation. So we're just going to quickly look at three sources here. Basically, we've got the Holy Spirit, we've got the human spirit, and we've got evil spirits. Okay, so we've got the Holy Spirit, we've got the human spirit, we've got evil spirits. And what we're finding today in the world is that everybody is turning to evil spirits. Okay? Why? As I said earlier, because of that need for eternity, because of that need for the supernatural. Okay? And so um, if we look at the word human spirit here, um, uh, Ezekiel is saying in Ezekiel 13, 1-2, he says, They prophesy out of their own hearts, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirits and they've seen nothing. And so when I train folk, I always um, say to them that um, the difference between um, 
prophesying out of your own spirit and prophesying by the Holy Spirit is the gifts of the Spirit and the revelation of those gifts. Okay? So um, to prophesy out of the human spirit, I can prophesy my will and my desires over you. But there's no revelation. There's nothing that is supernatural by the Holy Spirit. So um, we see then to prophesy by evil spirits. This is the spirit of divination. And this is what um, a fortune teller will use. Okay? And, and if we look at the example of Saul, he went to the witch of Endor. And that was really divination. It's an evil spirit um, that is sent by an agent of hell, if you want to put it in blunt terms, and it'll speak. Um, it's a familiar spirit. It'll speak that which is past, present, and future. And so people often ask me, well, why can't we as Christians um, access an evil spirit? Okay, well, not only because the word of God forbids it, but because of the fruit of it in our lives. And so uh, I have um, a minister, a good friend, she's living here in London at the moment, um, but she was a, a medium, a spiritist medium before she got born again. And what she would do is she would be able to prophesy and say to people, you're going to be healed on this, this, and this day, and the person got healed. But she says invariably what would happen was that the fruit would be that they would die a few years later. And she says, um, after they'd opened themselves to that spirit, okay, things got worse and worse and worse. So you see, um, we cannot open ourselves to these spirits because we bring a curse upon our lives when we access the demonic kingdom. Very, very important thing. Okay, so then that brings us to the Holy Spirit. And it says in John 16, 13, that the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. And it says he will not speak of his own. He will speak what the Father tells him. And God is a God of truth. God is a God of destiny. He's, he's, um, he, he's, he, everything about him is that um, you would grow and that you would um, manifest the kingdom of God, that your personal being would change, that um, you know there's such potential in you. And, and you as an individual have a calling on this earth. And that calling is tied up in the gifts and the talents that he's given to you. Okay, so so we see the Holy Spirit, um, and then it's one more scripture, it says in Second Peter 1, 21, it says, No prophecy ever originated because of some man willed to do it. Okay, it never came by human impulse. But men spoke from God who were born, who were moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. So we see then that they don't speak of their own. You see, me say a fortune teller speaks for the one that he's employed by. <laughs> and who is that? That's the enemy. The prophet or you as an individual um, speaks 
by the Holy Spirit because you're employed by him. <laughs> he, he's filled you. He's, so um, that's the three sources of revelation, and, and we have to really be careful um, that we're hearing God. And I, when I first started to hear God, it was all because I used to pray very, very much in the Holy Spirit. I was saved. I was sharing last night that um, I was saved at the age of 15, and before I got saved, um, I had a vision from Jesus, and he said to me, if you don't get saved, you're going to go to hell, because there, I had a very um, turbulent upbringing. Um, there was a lot of spiritism in my family line and many curses and things like that. And I was destined for one way, and Jesus really spoke to me very clearly. So I got born again out of the fear of God. And um, and I would just start to operate. I, I didn't know that it was um, the word of knowledge at the time, but I used to just operate um, and start telling people. Um, and, and what I would do is I would have pictures and I would see things over people's lives. And I would tell them, this is my sixth sense. Because my mother, um, I believe she, although she didn't, she serves God, but um, she hasn't really served him in as she should have, <laughs> but I believe it was her line that we um, had, we that gave birth to the prophetic. Um, my father was very pastoral, but in in this in being born again, I, I began to see things, and so um, that's what the prophetic is about. You see, as you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, there are certain ways that He communicates to you. So that's what I want you. Look at now, how do we recognize the manifestations of the Holy Spirit that He is speaking to us? Because you see, we all hear God in different ways. Okay? So, um, we are all made differently. We're all wired differently. And so the more we pray in tongues, the, the stronger, um, these manifestations will get. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the foundation of the gifts. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot truly move in the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, so let's have a look at visionary revelation, and then we're going to look at verbal revelation. So if you look at visionary revelation, and these are the seers, and I was just interested to... Um, find out something about Patricia King the other day. She was talking on, on her television program about how we've just had the decade of the seers and how we, with the new the Jewish New Year um, now, um, the, the, all the, the numbers of the Jewish New Year tie up to the speaking. It's the decade of the mouth. I want to encourage you to have a look at this on her Facebook page. And so she's saying this is why in these last 10 years we've seen um, so many books released on the seer, the prophet, the seer, this, the seeing gifts, all that kind of thing. Why? Because this was the decade of the seer. But now we're going into the decade of the word of the Lord and the mouth. And as we begin to speak now and release the prophetic words, Release faithful words. God is going to change things supernaturally. 
Okay, so the power of the word of the Lord is in our mouths. So we have to use our mouths for good. So let's have a look at visionary revelations. You can write down three, four things here. You can write down the word impression, dreams, perception, and open visions. Okay, so impression, an impression, a dream, to perceive, and to have an open vision. Okay, so we'll just quickly go through that. Um, the word impression is the word still small voice. Okay, so what happens is you're praying in the Spirit and you feel an impression. You feel the Holy Spirit impressing you about something. Okay, now rem always remember that um, we, one of our, our main weaknesses as men and women of God, because we live in the natural realm, is we try and interpret the things of the Spirit with our natural mind. <laughs> and this is a big draw card, big, um, um, it's a um, hindrance, should I say, in flowing in the gifts of the Spirit, flowing in the prophetic. Okay, so um, there's a message. It's like God impresses a message on your heart. Um, I have this sense, um, I, um I just have this impression that something is wrong with Mary Jane. Okay, so people often ask, well, what, why would God impress something? We have to ask him then, what must we do with it? Must we tell her this? Must we pray about it? What is the purpose of us having this in our spirit, impressed upon our spirit for that person? Okay. The, the second word, perceive, means to know by feeling. Okay? And and um, the scripture you can write down there is Luke 8, 45 and 46. And it's the woman who touched Jesus and he knew by feeling that something had left him. He knew the anointing. He just had this, this feeling. Now, this feeling is not... Um, you know, oh, we feel the stardust and we feel so, you know. This is really um, a feeling, an impression, a feeling. A, we perceive something in our spirit man. Okay. Then the third way in which God speaks with visionary revelation is to have a dream. Okay. And um, the problem with dreams is that God speaks symbolically with dreams. <laughs> so there's many um, materials that you can get um, on uh, all the dream, dream books, you know. What does a waterfall mean? What does a mountain mean? What does all these things? And we, interpreting dreams is a skill. It really is. Um, and it's scriptural to dream, and, and we should expect God to speak to us by dreams. Okay? Um, how did he speak under the Old Covenant? He spoke by dreams. Numbers 12, verse 6. Okay? That's um, uh, uh, Moses. And then last one, we look at open visions. An open vision. And the example here is Acts 10.9. When Peter went up to the housetop to pray. 
And what did he do? He had an open vision. And and I believe God wants to give us more open visions. And I found with myself, particularly when I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm in worship, God will give me an open vision. I remember um, not many years ago, it was, um, I've been teaching the prophetic now for since 1992, and um, I helped pioneer um, the prophetic in our nation in South Africa. Um, Julian Adams is one of my my students. <laughs> he was one of my students. Um, and I helped pioneer the prophetic in our nation, and um, it was at a very bad time. We had no real leaders. We had no real um, fathers in the faith in terms of the prophetic. And so I found myself and my team um, in a situation where we were, our pastor was in a, an adulterous affair. And because we didn't have that mentoring, because we were pioneering something, um, the team and I spoke to him about this. And obviously this turned against us. And um, I was asked to leave the church. Um, you know, I was the hero in the nation at that time, and I became zero in the nation. And so um, I, I remember moving over to, well, I went to the United States. Anybody know Kim Clement? He was in a meeting, and I was in worship, and I really didn't want to um, have anything to do with ministry again. And um, I just, you know... I was so upset and whatever. And in, I was, the snow, I was in the north of America. The snow was this high. And I was in worship. And suddenly this giraffe passed by me. <laughs> and I saw the Kruger Park. And, and um, I thought to myself, what on earth is this, you know? And I remember going home. And I was with a friend of mine who was living in the States. And God just began to speak to me about the giraffe. And this was an open vision, and I've never forgotten that. It was at a time when I was really, really down, and I didn't know my future. And, and it was symbolic. But in looking at the giraffe, the giraffe is the tallest, and it can see the furthest. Yeah. And so had I not... Um, received this, um, what made it so uh, um, real for me was that I was in a place where I wasn't even thinking about South Africa. I wasn't thinking about the Kruger Park. I wasn't thinking about animals. But I knew God was speaking in this thing. And so that was a message that I received tremendous strength from. So this was an open vision. And and many times when we're in worship, you know, God speaks to us and we see these things, but we think it's ourselves. We think it's our own mind. And, and, and so um, we, we should be writing these things down. We should be taking notes of the various ways God speaks to us. Because, you see, the more you journal and the more you take notes, the more he will confirm to you. And you'll grow in the various ways that God speaks so here was um, God speaking to Peter, and out of this vision, his whole ministry changed. 
he knew that he was not only just called to the Jews, but he was called to the Gentiles. He received great revelation, and, and God really spoke with him. So those are um, the um, principles of, of the basic ways. And, and um, prophetic is all about seeing. Very important. It's hearing, and it's seeing, and it's delivering. Okay, so we want to be vessels that have our eyes open and that have our ears open. So we need to know the best way in which God communicates to us. Okay? And and let me say, um, we need to be careful in that. And we need to be intent in that. And we need to enjoy it. And, and you can get to a place in your walk in God, in your ministry, that um, you really become comfortable in, in the way God uses you. You become confident in it. You, you know, it's easier for you. It's, um, God confirms his, his um, word through words that have come to pass. And you get to a place where you don't have to strive any longer. Why? Because you recognize, I hear God through visions. I hear God in the word of the Lord, scripture. I have dreams. And when you recognize these patterns in your life, you can believe God to continue to speak. And you can believe in that he'll give you greater revelation. Okay, so um, I'm sure you all... um, know the basics in terms of um, prophecy and the fact that prophecy is um, encouraging, it's edifying, it's building up. Okay, I'm not going to do that, um, um, do those scriptures, but prophecy also calls one nearer to God. And that's the important thing, you see. Um, when somebody ministers a word to you, how does it make you feel? When, when we as um, a believer minister to an unbeliever, how does it make him feel? Does he want to come get closer to God? Is there some dimension of God that's opening to him? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is it the love of God? Is it the patience of God? Is it hope which is given to you? What, what component of the Spirit of God, of God our Father, is, is released in and through us when we minister to others or when we receive from others? And that's why prophecy, and, and if I study the world today and, and, and see how um, God is restoring the fivefold ministry and particularly prophetic and apostolic in these last days, it's for this time and this season. You know, people are, are so without hope. So um, we must feel built up. We must feel charged up. Okay. So um, I just want to look at one thing here. Um, uh, how best um, do you receive from God? Okay. So... Um, either you get a picture in your spirit, okay, you um, get a feeling in your spirit, 
okay? When you're praying in the spirit, you get a picture, you get a feeling, or you might see this vision. Now, the key thing um, in terms of moving from one dimension in the prophetic to another is, is found in the word faith. Because, you see, it takes, let me say, it takes more faith to prophesy the word of the Lord than what it does to lay hands on people and have them um, healed. Because when you're speaking the word, you're speaking by what you're feeling in your spirit. You're speaking the picture that God is showing you. Or you're speaking um, a dream that you've had. Which, and, and all this revelation is in the realm of the spirit. And you're having to communicate it in the natural to people who are hearing in the natural, who are hearing by unrenewed minds, who are hearing by the various uh, problems that they might be going through in, in their, their lives. So let's, for example, say um, um, you have a problem with your grandchild. There's somebody here, I feel that, I feel They've got a problem with their grandchild, okay? And and I feel it's a daughter and granddaughter. Um, and you've been really praying, considering how God is going to heal this situation, and it looks so impossible, okay? So because it looks so impossible, many times our focus is on the impossibility. Our focus is on everything that we see in the natural. But then the word of the Lord comes, okay, and the word of the Lord says, this girl is going to be used mightily by God. The word of the Lord says that um, she has a real worship and a real um, anointing for praise and, and to in music. And there's even something about the music that she's listening to at the moment, which isn't right, Okay. And I see her playing a piano. And God is really going to take her out of darkness into light. Okay, so now, um, this is the word of the Lord that's coming, okay? So you have the situation, you're living with this in the natural. The word of the Lord comes. Now, how are we going to receive that? Are we going to receive it according to our unrenewed mind by what we see? in the natural, or are we going to allow God um, to confirm that word, because I'm a great believer, um, the scripture says, let everything be confirmed by two or three witnesses, okay? Are we going to allow God to confirm that word, okay, by either scripture or by somebody coming and giving you another word, or you might have a dream of her um, being delivered, something like that. Um, and then are we going to allow God to direct our prayers according to what he has spoken? Now, this is the difficulty, you see, with the prophetic, because um, God is bringing hope. He's releasing revelation. 
And so the prophet is seeing, the prophet is feeling something, the prophet is hearing. Um, and his God is speaking by what he is seeing, not by what we see. Because you see, God is past, present, and future. So he comes in and he sees and he wants to reveal what his plan, he sees for this young lady. So uh, what is our response in this, you see? And this is where we, many times, we um, fail to understand how to administrate prophetic word. I've got a, a little book here. This one I'm talking on is called Faith, Patience, and Personal Prophecy. And it's the basic principle on how to see your word come to pass. So um, how do we receive that? And this is the, this is the, um, this is why people, they some, in, in, in ministering the prophetic word, they, they can't move into another realm because of lack of faith. And so often we can't receive the word because of lack of faith. Because faith, faith is something of the spiritual. Faith isn't what we see today. Okay, so um, everything has to be confirmed to or through witnesses. Um, and I was just sharing with them last night. I am um, a minister in, to government. Um, it's one of my very strong points at the moment, and I minister all all the political leaders, and and we did kind of like an interview process last night. And they were, um, Al was asking me different things, and I was sharing how um, the personal prophet of the opposition leader in a, in South Africa, um, equivalently Labour in this country, and God spoke to me and said, "I want you to meet this man," and. Um, I thought it was absolutely impossible and this was in the beginnings of my journey into um, working with government. I've trained many hundreds of thousands of people um, and so all the time God is taking us into new things if we allow him. And so um, he said to me, I want you to prophesy over the leader of, well he wasn't the leader at the time, I want you to meet him and prophesy. So Miraculously, God arranged the meeting, and the only reason why they would see me was because I had ministered to his wife and to his mother-in-law 20 years ago and wow. given them a word, wow. and I'd forgotten about that. So it was 20 years up, and up until this time, and, um, and that, that was the only reason why they um, agreed to see me. So um, I sat in this room and I... He'd never had a prophetic word before. And so I began to prophesy that he would become the leader of the opposition and that the lady would step down and that it would happen within a certain time, etc., etc. Now, um, this is the thing about the prophetic. You see, you're speaking into the future, but there's nothing in the natural confirming it. And he just sat there as a tall man, big eyes, you know. You can imagine it was a little bit intimidating. Um, but in that time, God began to speak to him and confirm to him. So with the prophetic, many times we're speaking things into the future, but there's no confirmation in the natural. So what's our response? Our response is to take it, write it down, 
pray over it. Um, and he couldn't witness with it at the time, but God brought the witness. And so um, out of that, God opened many doors. And so this is about speaking things into the future, but then we have those that are called to speak about that which has happened past and present. So each one today has a measure of faith. Very, very important. Romans 12, 6 to 9, it says, according to the measure of faith, a measure of grace according to your own gifting. Romans 12. So it's a measure of grace to be able to operate. Okay? So I want us to make this very um, flexible today. So I want you to just turn around now to somebody, um, perhaps that you don't know. Okay? Somebody you're not familiar with. And we're going to pray in the Spirit. And then what we're going to do is we're going to practice seeing, hearing, and feeling. of the word, we can hear God through praise and worship. This is a different dimension of hearing God. So this is the basic of flowing in the spirit. So the purpose of this activation is not for you to understand what you're hearing, seeing, or feeling. But you see, I can get a picture of this gentleman here looking at a new car. Okay? Now, and what does that mean? Is that mean God is saying he's going to give you a new car? You've been thinking about buying a car. This is the big time getting of him. Okay? Now, it's not for me at, with this activation to interpret well, you know, God is saying he's going to have a new car. It's for you to find out best how you hear from God. Okay? So either you're going to see a picture, either you're going to feel something, either you're going to hear a voice. You hear God speak. An audible voice. Okay. So how these gifts activated, we pray in the spirit. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray one or two minutes in the spirit. I'll tell you to be quiet, and then you're going to tell your mind to be still. Okay. And <clears throat> because that's where the problem comes in with our natural mind. We're trying to reason the things of the spirit all the time. 
And so you're going to listen to your spirit man, and then you're either going to see something, feel, and then you'll tell your partner, this is what I saw, feel, heard, whatever. Okay. All right. So you say after me quickly. Say, my sheep. My sheep. Hear my voice. Hear my voice. I am your one of your sheep, Lord. I am one of your sheep, Lord. And I will hear your voice. And I will hear your voice. Okay, let's just pray in this prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, God. Okay, let's tell our minds to be still now. Now we're going to hear, we're going to see, we're going to feel, and it's very often the first thing that comes to you. The first impression on your spirit, the first picture that comes to you. must encourage it's you're not going to say I'd tell them I'd get a picture of you in a coffin or something oh. <laughs> <laughs> it must encourage it must build it must strengthen it must bring hope okay when you're ready you can turn to your partner um, how many people saw something Okay, very good. How many people felt something? Okay, anybody hear anything? Okay, hearing, that's unusual. We don't have a lot of here. Okay, so the main um, way with people saw things. So now this is what you have to build on, you see. So um, we what, can... What if you didn't get anything? Sorry? What if you didn't get anything? How many didn't get anything? Okay, alright. Well, that can be a number of things. Okay, but because we've got limited time today, we can't go into <laughs> every single detail. And um, many times we don't hear, and we actually do hear, but we, we don't think we hear it. Okay? Sometimes there can be spiritual blocks, you know, and, and other times it's doubt. Doubt that you're going to hear. Other times it's we, it's fear. There's many reasons why we don't hear. Okay. But you will hear and you will see and you will feel the more you pray and know your spirit. Okay, so this is a foundation that you've got to work on now. You've got to keep. Um, I, what I would do is um, when I was young, I would walk to school and I would just be praying in the spirit and I was activating. I'm seeing things all the time. Okay, the more we pray in the Holy Spirit, the stronger these gifts. 
the stronger our way of hearing from God. Okay, so um, this isn't, I can see that there are people that have flowed for a while, so if you had an interpretation of what you saw, felt for your partner, you were you free to tell them, okay, because we're all on different levels, yeah. But we always have to keep it um, encouragement, holding up and strengthening. Um, that's the effect of the prophetic. You see, it must strengthen. Okay, so now what I want to look at is, does anybody need the bathroom or before we go on? Okay, should we start? I think so, hey? Let's start. All right, so um, has anybody heard of Sean Boltz? Okay, everybody's heard, well, not everybody here. Okay, well, um, Sean is one of the, the proge- 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 
of Bill Johnson and um, Shay Ahn. He's one of the most famous prophets um, in the world today. And why is he one of the most famous? Okay, it's not only because his words are accurate, um, but because he has the Holy Spirit through him and his cooperation with the Holy Spirit has mastered the word of knowledge. Okay, so um, I want to say that the difference between, um, I don't want to say success, but the difference between um, having fruit in ministering to another person. Now, it can be um, in evangelism, it can be in worship, it can be in preaching, it can be in prayer. Um, the success of it all, I believe, um, gets down to the basic um, word of knowledge that God wants to perfect within us. And this is what makes the prophetic the prophetic. Because, you see, I can have a word and I can prophesy in the first person and I can say, yes, and the Lord says that you have a check shirt on today and your check shirt fits you very well and it makes you look very handsome. Thus saith the Lord. Okay. It worked where it's done, Janet. Amen. I've been successful. Okay. Um, but, you see, and this is, that would be an example of prophesying out of your human spirit. But you can prophesy in the first person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? But there's no hidden revelation there. And this is the drawing factor in these last days. Why are people drawn to the supernatural? Because of the hidden revelation. So in our evangelism teams, we have to train people to um, grow in the word of knowledge. In our preaching, in our um, worship, worship leaders should be waiting on God in the week and asking God, what is the theme for Sunday? Maybe you want to minister hope. Maybe you want to minister um, um, encouragement. Maybe... And there are people that are suffering in the area of healing. And that's all about the word of knowledge, you see. Mm -hmm. And this is what, if I want to encourage you to look at Sean Bolt. This is what has made Sean Bolt such a powerful, powerful prophet in these days. Because it's the word of knowledge. He'll tell people um, to stand up and he'll say, I was in his meeting last year and he said, is there somebody by the name of Deborah, and, and he said, um, um, and Kim Clement would do exactly the same. He'd say, what does 134 Dearborn Heights mean to you? The lady says, well, that's where I live. And then he, he'll say, um, well, um, you have this color car. And, and he'll begin to describe the, um, her job and all this kind of thing. And people are basically sitting there with their mouths wide open. But that's for everyone, on a, in a measure. And um, the foundation 
when we when we take all the revelation of the prophetic how how does the word of knowledge come to you it comes to you in a picture or it comes to you in, you perceive uh, or, or you can see a word you you get a picture discouragement somebody here this week has had a real problem with discouragement it's like despair I'm not going to ask who that is. <laughs> okay. But you see, that's a word of knowledge, and that is revelation. How do I receive that? I see the word despair. I see the word discouragement. Okay? So that's why it's so important that we know how we hear from God, and then as we're growing in hearing from God, the word of knowledge gets stronger, or the word of wisdom gets stronger. And that's what makes the prophetic the prophetic. Because you see, people can stand up and say, oh, they said the Lord, this is Gateway Church and it's on Dearborn Drive or whatever. And people say, well, what's hidden about that? Where's God's revelation? Where's his heart for this? And, and, and um, in these last days, if we are to win the Muslim, if we are to win the next generation that are struggling in identity problems, mm. it's through the word of knowledge. We've got to be able to say to them, you know, these transgender, uh, <coughs> at this age something happened to you. I'm seeing you in a room and you were molested or I'm seeing you watching television and something came on you when you were watching television and they'll look at us and say, just like Jesus with the women at the well, said, how do you know all this about me? If we're to um, minister to those of different faiths, I mean, it's the word of knowledge. I'm more convinced than anything today. The word of knowledge will open the spiritual realm, open the door for us to really um, get into people's hearts. And it's the word of knowledge um, with hope. It's the word of knowledge with, um, with destiny. It opens bringing destiny. So, so what is a word of knowledge? Just quickly, I know you all know this. Um, it's where God speaks that which is past or present. And it's factual. It is... It's, it's about issues in, in, in a person's life. It's about issues in a nation. It's about issues in a church or ministry. It's about issues in a family. It's about issues financially. It's facts. F-A-T-C-T-S. And, and the thing is, when we struggle, often when we struggle with the word of knowledge is because in the beginning it comes to us in pictures. You see? So I can get a picture, I see a mountain over your life. Now, what is that mountain? We have to ask God. Is it, um, I see it, um, a financial mountain. What, what area is it pertaining to the person's life? Or I see a mountain, um, somebody, one of my students about a week ago um, said, I had this terrible vision the other day. And I just saw black, and it was like this black tsunami coming. 
This is a picture she had in when she was praying. And she said, I, I don't know what it means. I, I don't know what I'm seeing here. And and um, I was able to interpret for her, and I saw a tsunami in our country financially. You see, so as she grows, and um, that's her word of knowledge, okay, but it's coming in symbolic form. So the more we develop the word of knowledge, and the more we and minister one to another, and this can be done in home cell groups, you know, um, wherever. Um, the more the revelation will grow, and our um, ability to interpret it. You see that? So we've got to we've got to be trusting God in faith. So it's all it's about um, um, interpreting and seeing that which is factual, past and present. Okay, so where can this gift be used? It can be used in prayer, it can be used in prophecy, and it can be used in counseling. You see, if we can't, um, if we can't flow in the word of knowledge when we're counseling, let me tell you, addicts and whoever will, they'll have you around their little finger. <laughs> Okay, and this is a very good example here. Um, I don't know if they've put it in this book. This is my husband's manual. He teaches the basic prophetic, but he hasn't put my... My favorite example of the word of knowledge is um, in Kings, when Abijah, um, the wife of Jeroboam, came to the blind prophet, and he was literally blind. He was literally blind. And the Bible says how she dressed up and she became, she said, I'm going to be another woman. Okay? So she came into the house of the prophet. And long before she came, the prophet says to her, uh, 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 the God speaks to the prophet and says, this woman is going to come and she's dressed up all um, differently. So she walks in the door and the prophet says to her, why have you come to me as another woman? And he was completely blind. He had a word of knowledge. So you see, people will sit in front of you as pastors, leaders. They'll sit in front of you. And they will be as another person. But the word of knowledge will get right to the heart of it. Uncover and take off all those layers and... So when we're praying for people, people will say, well, pray for me, and this is very often with the prophetic, people will say, pray for me, pray for my big toe, because I can't get healing. What the prophetic will do is it will start praying for the big toe, but God will show you why the big toe is not being healed. Amen. <laughs> the word of knowledge. So it gets right to the very heart of it. And so we can pray that God would bring healing and would bring deliverance. So this is, the word of knowledge is heaven's knowledge, which is being downloaded into us. Downloaded into our spirit. But we've got to identify how heaven's knowledge comes to us. And, and for those of you who are called to the office of the prophet, I encourage you 
to listen to um, and study the various prophets and see how they minister. They'll either say, I see, feel, or hear. And and we never get off the, the basics. No matter Sean Bolt or who, Elijah can be in the room. But the anointing of the Holy Spirit is all the same. So we have to be comfortable and enjoy the way God uses us. Okay, so that's the word of knowledge. Then um, I want to just quickly look at the word of wisdom. Okay, and this is 1 Corinthians 14, again 32. It says the spirit of the prophets are under the speaker's control. This is amplified. Then it goes on and it speaks, First Corinthians 12, 8 to one is given through the Holy Spirit to speak a message of wisdom. Now, let me say that this wisdom is not biblical wisdom. It's not natural wisdom. This wisdom is the gift of the Holy Spirit that can speak that which is the future counsels of God. So when I use this example of the politician, I was prophesying the future counsels of God concerning his life. And, and um, if you want to be a popular prophet, <laughs> okay, and I'm using natural terms now, um, word of knowledge is far more popular than word of wisdom. Because people can relate to when you prophesy and the Lord says that um, um, at the age of five, um, the enemy tried to kill you and you, you stepped off a boat and... And, but God um, came and healed you, and God did all these things. But prophesy, um, and Gateway Church is being raised up to be a voice for him, even in this community, and a voice, a prophetic voice, even um, in Swindon, and a prophetic voice to the regions beyond here. People will think, what? We haven't even got prophets in this church. We haven't got prophetic teams. That's what I'm seeing as I'm prophesying. You see, and it's much more difficult to receive that kind of word because it's the future counsels of God. Because there's nothing in the natural confirming it. But the most wonderful thing about the word of wisdom is that it's creative. As we're speaking the future, those words are released into the spirit realm and they're creating. And they're looking for hearts that that seed can fall on and faith can rise up. And, and um, as we, um, I always say um, for... Um, churches, for organizations, for businesses, even in amongst all my political connections. Um, when you know the prophet and when you know the reputation, you can take those words and you can, you can, you know, Mary, what did she do? She, she saved the word in her heart. So she continued to meditate on it, and 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 um. But the the thing about the word of wisdom is the timing. Mm. 
God has spoken this word now, but what's the timing in terms of him bringing it to pass? So, about 30 years ago, I received a word that God would move me to England. And I remember saying to this lady, what? I mean, never, 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 never. You know, my mom's British, and I, I, I wanted to connect more with my South African inheritance <laughs> and bloodline, my British bloodline. And just of late, God has been speaking to me and saying, you know, you've got to get a British passport. And now I'm, this word suddenly is coming back to me. And this is 30 years ago. See, so what's happened in the spirit realm, that word is still active. Because God's word is spirit and it's life, you see. So when a prophet speaks, and he's truly speaking by the word of the Lord, that word is still active in the spirit, and it's all about the timing. Now, I'm not saying I move here permanently, but sometimes I wonder if God is going to use me in a certain time frame in England or British Isles or something like that. You see, so it's all about, and, and God speaks to the potential. When he's speaking word of knowledge, he's speaking to the potential, a word of wisdom. And, and, and this is often difficult for a pastor because, and I'll give you an example. Um, Bill Hammond, I was trained by Dr. Bill Hammond, Christian International. And yes, we represented him in South Africa and everything went wrong. And... Um, he, for me, he's the best in the world, um, the father. He's known as the father of the prophets. And, um, and he spoke things over me years and years and years ago that only now are coming to pass. And so what happened was he went into a meeting and, and the, the Methodist pastor said, you're not allowed to prophesy. So, um, that's very difficult for a prophet. <laughs> so, he called, he said, may I pray for this person? So he prayed for him and he began to pray and he said, and you know, God is, God, um, just Lord, protect this man from suicide and God just heal him of these suicide thoughts and um, just heal him of this pattern of suicide. So that's prophetic prayer, you see. So the Methodist pastor comes to him and says, well, how did you know all this? He said, well, this is the word of knowledge, okay? That opened the prophetic to the Methodist pastor, okay? Because he didn't say, and thus saith the Lord, and that's how Bill Hammond will flow. He'll say, thus saith the Lord, da 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 and he's like a machine gun. <laughs> then um, one of his prophets went to another church, um, and there was this man sitting three rows from the front, and he began to prophesy of him, and he said, and the Lord says to you that you're a man of God. You called um, to make millions for the kingdom. You called in this respect. Um, God is going to heal your marriage, and, and God is going to make all things right for you. And so the pastor comes up, and he says, Scott, that was the most inaccurate word that you've brought. Totally wrong says, don't you know that this man is in adultery? He's, he's, we've had to discipline him. He's 
all these kind of things, that, you know, gave his whole history and whatever. And this poor um, man who was sitting there just looks at the prophet. Well, about a year, two years later, Scott Webster gets a call from um, this particular church. And um, this is the pastor, and he says, this man has completely changed. He's back with his wife. God has restored his marriage. They're in church together. He's made right with all his business associates. His whole life has turned around. Now, you see, this is the dilemma with the pastor and the eldership in a local church when a guest prophet comes in. Because he's speaking there, which is future, and he's speaking to the potential of the man. But we're all looking at the natural. Oh, this man is, you know, he's a real, he's caused so many problems in the church, and Lord, why have you brought him to this church? <laughs> Whereas God is saying this, this, and this. And, and all, all these words are looking for is a heart that will receive, because word is seed, you see, and a heart that will receive the word, and it will germinate, and it will bring forth at the right time. I remember when, um, about five years ago, I received a word from a prophet in South Africa, and he said to me, you will become a household name in terms of, of political um, affiliations and things like this. And I thought, oh, I'll put that on the back burner, you know. And just about six months ago, I got this word out, and truly I can see hearts come to pass. Now, God brings these words sometimes to pass because it's his grace on our lives. Other times, I've really had to believe, um, and I've got a book here on fasting, I've really had to believe for my husband and because I had all these curses in my family line of spinsterhood and, and um, how the whole spirit realm opened up to me through fasting and prayer. So you see, there's the two dilemmas here. Sometimes we have to really push in to see the prophetic word come to pass. Other times, God does it. But it's all about the faith in our heart. You see, so so what makes the, the prophetic the prophetic? It's not just, thus saith the Lord. Because you can't go to a, a Muslim and say, thus saith the Lord, you have been robbing people. <laughs> thus saith the Lord. You know, my husband, he, um, he's a manufacturer, clothing manufacturer, and he does corporate clothing, and he works with all the Muslims, and they steal rolls of fabric, and oh, it's just it's a nightmare. And, and he'll often get a word of knowledge and he'll know certain amounts of fabric have gone. You can't go to them and say, oh, you know, thus says the Lord. But what he does do is he says, Isa has told me. He says Jesus to them. Yeah. And that's how they will listen. Because when they know that there's a God who's watching them. <laughs> okay, so... These are, these are just basic, very basic things in the prophetic. Um, are there any questions? Um, is there anything else you'd like me just to look at? As pastor, what would you like me to do? Just 
Thanks. Great. Um, I was thinking, does anybody have any questions on anything Janet said? Or... Um, you said about um, the last decade is a decade, sorry, we don't have this decade, it's a decade of just the word of the Lord that we're discussing. Yes, and now, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Mm. Mm. Yes. But the emphasis will be on the power of it. And Cindy Jacobs um, was saying that um, what's going to happen now, particularly for prophetic people and prophets, is they're going to speak and we're going to see signs and wonders instantly. We're going to see transformation in people. Really encourage you to study this. And, and this is going to give us more faith to speak. You see, because we're going to see things happen. And this is what we need in this day. And I'm just referring to our own nation that, you know, we've got to see transformation come. And, you know, these corrupt politicians in our nation, and I'm just using my frame of reference, you know. I mean, the church must be able to stand up and, and politics is the mountain that I'm called to. Everybody understand the various mountains. You have the seven mountains, family, okay, um, business, you have um, education, you have church, you have um, sports and media is one. Um, this the seven mountain principle. And so as prophets... God wants to raise us up to speak to these mountains. So um, even in this nation, God wants to raise up prophets to speak into the situation of Brexit. What is God saying for the nation here? It's not what man is saying. It's not what the government is saying. What is God's perspective on Brexit? And what is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I believe coming out is right. It's the right thing. And people will lose a lot of money, but that's, this is a whole nother. Why? Because God has a destiny for this nation. Great Britain has a calling on it. And God wants to revive the calling. So, but that's another. <laughs> Janet, thank you so much. I'm not not because of it Brexit's come up, but <laughs> personally I think we should stay, just if anybody's interested. But, but hey God's in charge. Um so I do have one question, Janet. Yes. Just I found it so oh. helpful and encouraging mm. and I felt like God sat in there uh, sorry, I felt as I was sat there, God was saying to me, Come on, put this stuff into practice. Mm. And it's it feels like it's a whetstone that like even this morning, it was like a gateway, just God's dra dragging the blade across the western of mm. the prophetic. And, and I, I think my question is, um, how do we together um, take ground and kind of step, like move into this mm. so it becomes more normal and just mm. part of the way we love one another? And as we meet, it's there was something you said, Janet, about when we're together. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like... I want to get past the small talk mm. of just kind of, we, mm. everybody in life has problems and challenges, mm. Mm. but as God, we minister that hope and mm. God's perspective into mm. our circumstances, our communities, our small groups, our friendships and mm. families. Um, 
and I kind of feel like there's a, there's ground to be taken for us in this. So mm. I don't, I, maybe yes. there's just something that you can kind of say mm. that helps mm. push a church into it, that kind of trips us into sure. a new way of being, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, well, um, it's kind of like a culture, you know. We have a prophetic a culture um, of the prophetic, and so um, there's several ways. Um, there needs to be regular training, okay, and then... In regular training, there needs to be um, opportunities for activation, okay? And out of those, that training and that activation, you identify those that are called to the office, those that are called to um, just um, flow in the word of knowledge. Um, and then, um, you, you know, you, um, it must become a culture in home groups, it must become a culture where the um, children's workers train the children. You know, um, in the counsellors, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of counselling program you do here, but it's to get people to perceive and to live in a realm of I can hear God. And and so it's um, it's, it's it's very intentional. It has to, and and one has to. For example, what we do now is um, we have all our teams, we do different trainings throughout the year. We have three courses, and uh, when they've completed that third course, then they get the opportunity to come on the team as a, um, as a learner. And once a month, we have an open meeting for all those in Johannesburg, and I mean, our city is as big as London, so people come from all over the city and we um, do like a basic, basic teaching, either how to follow up your prophetic word or something like that. And then the teams operate. And this is a very, very good um, church growth method, if I can put it that way. Because visitors come and they realize, wow, in this church I can hear God. This church, there's an opportunity for ministry. Brilliant. Janet, that really was so encouraging. Um, we will finish um, because it's midday, so I've got 30 seconds. Um, just to say into that, it's really helpful actually, because Carla and I have been talking about that. How do we move forward and how do we take ground? And, and we, we, That's a and and we're, we're kind of saying, God, we want to. We want to do exactly those things of, of training, equipping, gathering, and we need to do it intentionally. Um, and so that is where we're heading. That is, uh, that's our plan. We're kind of saying, what does it look like? What can we do immediately? Um, but at the same time, I, I just want to say to you guys, this is, not, um, this is not like something I think, ah, this is scary. This is, God, we need this. We need to be a people who are in love with you, who love your word, who are in your presence, listening to your voice to say, God, what is it? What is it for this town? What is it for us as a community, for one another, for our friends and neighbours? What is it you want to speak and bring life into? And, I, and so please go for it, okay? We'd rather go for it and mop up afterwards than wait for it to be perfect and, and not happen. And I just feel like we just need to start as well. So it's not even about a plan in that sense. It's about us together being hungry and, and, and blessing and as we see people going, I just, you know, that... that Simple thing, isn't it? The first thing 
when we see somebody, it's like what drops into mind when, when driving along and you think of somebody, it's kind of acting on it. And I need to grow in that myself. And um, So let's go for it. But we are, Carla and I are talking and saying, right, what does this look like for us to actually um, move into this being a culture? Just to say that takes time, I realise. It's not an overnight thing. Um, I saw Tom Price yesterday and he was saying, he'd been talking to Hubert DeVos about the church in Holland and he was asking, how's the church in Holland? And Hubert said that the, um, I might get this wrong, but the Presbyterian church about 20 years ago invested into children. They said they weren't doing much else, but the one thing they knew they were meant to do was invest into children. And he said that now that they're coming out of their, as these young children are growing up into adults, um, other churches in Holland are, have been unable to raise leaders. He said they've just not been good at it. And he said what's happening is leaders are coming out of the Presbyterian church and encountering the charismatic and um, the spirit of God in power, and they're the ones that are being used to plant churches. And I feel like for us, there's a, there's a, there's a recognising, God, we're a long way back on this journey. Um, and good friends of mine name is Brian and Margaret. Um, when Brian was here in the UK two years ago, just after Fusion, um, he was spending a couple of days, and he said that the UK is really, has a really strong apostolic foundation. He said it doesn't have a good um, prophetic base. He said it's not had a good modelling of what it looks like. And so even when Janet's talking about speaking into governments and um, different situations, and you kind of think, gosh, that's so far from how we think. I mean, who would be... Jeremy Corbyn's prophet. You kind of think, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. But actually, we're so far back. And I think, there, yes, there are people who are further on than us. I'm not saying... But in general, as a nation, I, it's not been something that's, we've grown in. And we can speak to a local MP. Oh, for sure. For sure, Rona. But I feel like this is... We've got to activate it amongst ourselves. Yeah. And I think even Janet being here, I just feel like a grace of God in this. That it's yes. kind of like... We can... Come on, we can bless one another and we can speak yeah. life into one another. And I feel like that's a bit we can get traction on really quickly. Yeah. We can choose to be like that and God will, through that, raise up. So let's just stand. I, I just want to lift um, just all that John has spoken over us and into us in prayer before God. And Father, we thank you again as we remind ourselves this morning that you are a speaking God. Yeah. You are not a mute idol. You are the God who speaks and life comes and creation comes. Yeah. And, and just uh, I was just thinking of... When Jesus was stood at the tomb of Lazarus, and he said, live, come out, and life came. And Jesus, we thank you that every day you're speaking to us. Your word is sustaining. And, and we say, Lord, we want to be those who, are, who hear your voice and act on it. We want to be those who, who learn what it is to walk with the Spirit in these things, who are led by the Spirit. And Father, we bless all we want to do. Lord, even as we're just reminded, come on. Come on, God is, God is a speaking God. The Spirit is among us and He is leading us into the things of God. We thank you that it is because it's, it's, it's about your kingdom come. Lord, it's not just for fun, it's about your kingdom come. And I pray, Lord, this nation more than anything needs to hear your voice. It needs the wisdom of heaven. It needs, it needs um, the miraculous and supernatural to break in to the, to the foolishness of man's thinking in these days. So we pray, raise your bride up in this stage, Lord. We pray, fill her with your spirit. Fill us with your spirit. 
can just invite you for a moment. Just lift, let's lift our hands and just, as, as even as Janet has um, just encouraged us and provoked us and stirred us, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come and to put steel in us for this, Lord. To to put a determination to say, Lord, we want we want to move forward, seeing what heaven sees in our lives, in our families, in our church, in this town, into the nation. Lord, we want to have that perspective of heaven. Lord, we want to be a spirit man, Lord, in that sense. We want to be we want to be men and women who say, I'm led by. By the Spirit, I am. I walk with the Spirit, and so we, we invite you. Come, take us on this journey. Come and come and establish new ground for us in this, a new adventure to be had in the prophetic in the days ahead. Lord, that that, uh, that as Janet said, that we would have the joy of saying God speaks in this place. We hear Him, and and people would come because they said, "I heard God is in this place," and that He speaks. And so, Lord, we pray that You would do a new thing among us in the days ahead, Lord. And so, we're not just saying something out there. We're saying, "Come, do it in us. Come, create in us." a hunger for your spirit to speak and lead us, Lord, so that we would be hungry to know you and to love you and to walk with you in these things. Lord, we pray it for the advance of your kingdom. We pray it that your name would be glorified. Lord, we pray it that those who are in darkness, um, who have never heard even the message that God loves them, would would hear and would uh, would receive that, that seed of the word in faith. And so we bless all you're doing today. Amen. 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 Guys, please thank Janet again. Thank you.